You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Islanders Anxiety, the podcast from Lighthouse Hockey. We are back for yet another season of whatever it is that we do <laughs> when we get together. Uh, my name is Dan Saracini. Uh, I am still in New Jersey uh, this whole time. And joining me once again via Skype is my friend, Michael Leboff. Mike, are you excited for the upcoming season? I am, actually. And, and I can actually remember our first episode last year or or one right before the season started and feeling guilty because I wasn't excited and I remember that <laughs> feeling and I kind of feel the exact opposite I feel great I I, I don't know what it is uh that has me like kind of feeling rosy uh just just ready to go I'm ready to go I'm you know, hope, hopefully I don't get cut or anything <laughs> well maybe it's the uh 6-0-2 preseason the Islanders just completed literally moments ago uh with a uh, a win in Philadelphia um you know it's funny like Everybody's always like, oh, well, it's preseason. It doesn't matter. I mean, I think it matters a little bit. Like, you know, they 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 did, you know, go seven, go eight games without a regulation loss. Why there are eight preseason games for an NHL team, I have absolutely no idea. Uh, but that's another another conversation yeah. for another time. <laughs> um, you know, and and I think, you know, they had some some issues uh, that they got they had to work out and still are going to have to work out. 
but generally speaking, I mean, I think they look pretty pretty good. And the number one thing you take away from this is that three of their youngest players, Matthew Barzell, Josh Hosang, and Anthony Beauvillier, who scored two goals tonight, have have looked really really good. And you know, again, you want to you want to slow it down because it is preseason. But man, when those three guys look pretty good, it's hard not to get excited about it. Yeah, and I, I'm a staunch uh, preseason avoider. I guess it's the best in, in all sports, and <laughs> my whole life it's been that way. Um, that's usually pretty smart. That's usually the yeah. Way to go. You know what it is? Is it, at the end of the preseason, I'll just ask somebody who's watched. Did anybody get hurt? Like you know, yeah. as long as if, if the answer to that question is is no, nobody got. You know, John Tavares is still standing on two legs, and and he's he's still on the Islanders. Like I'm okay. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it depends. Like preseason does matter for some people and for some players and it doesn't for others, right? Like if John Tavares scored, you know, six goals in a preseason season, it, it, I wouldn't look anything into it. But players who are like Brovillier, I thought Brovillier was going to start the season in the minors. That was kind of mm. my, my thinking going into the preseason. But wait, I saw on Twitter, it just said that he's going to be playing on Friday. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, for like a player like him and, and like you said, Hossein Barzal, like that and, and, you know, uh, Taze, those guys like, just if, if they're doing well, like it does matter a little bit even more than you know the fact that they haven't uh, lost like a regulation game. You know, there's no. It's good to know that there are they're they're collecting loser points in the preseason. <laughs> yeah, um, the goalies too have been uh, singled out by Doug Wade as looking pretty good. And uh, I was at the uh, the game against the Devils, or I should say the Split Squad Devils at Barclays Center. Um, you have to say that because that was that was not a good team. That was basically the guy, this guy in front of us. I was there with. Uh, Michael Wilhoft and and Les, uh, our friend, and Arthur Staples stopped by. We we had a good time, and uh, it was you know about a hundred other people there besides the four of us. And uh, this this guy in front of us was just like, "This is this is the Binghamton Devils." <laughs> like, all right, well then the Islanders better win. And um, they they won three nothing. They dominated the Islanders. Did the Islanders dominated the Devils uh, for the first and third periods? The Devils had a bit of control in the second, but man, Grice was really really good. Uh, Halak has looked really, really good. And, um, you know, you, that's the kind of thing you want to see. But um, with the the young players, you know, the thing that to me is kind of interesting is it's almost more of a test, not so much for them. I mean, it is a test for them. They they had to come to camp and look good, and they did. But now it becomes a test for Doug White because if Anthony Beauvillier and Josh Hosang and Matthew Barzell are playing pretty good, that might mean some bench time for a guy like Jason Chimera. I don't know, Nikolai Kuleman, although he looks like he's going to play uh, on the fourth line, um, and some other guys that you know you kind of assumed, like you said, would be starting while the younger guys went to Bridgeport. But you know, if Doug chooses to sit again, say a Jason Chimera, because he looks like he could be one of the guys who's sitting. I mean, that's kind of a huge call for him, and it would definitely signal this is kind of a new era here where these young guys are getting the preferential treatment or getting the ice time over an older guy. Uh, you know, if the old, even though the older guy, you know, has been around for a while and might not deserve. It. Yeah, it wouldn't be the uh, the old uh, Nino Niederreiter playing with uh, <laughs> Jay Pandolfo. Jay yeah. Pandolfo and uh, who, 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 I was um, was Marty Reisner. Marty Reisner. My dad, Marty Reisner. Uh, yeah. yeah, so you know, we had to we had to make sure that those guys got in the lineup on a nightly basis. Uh, right. That season. yeah. So um, yeah, no, I think I think that you, you put it right. Chimera is probably the guy who the guy who will sit and and see the uh, the kind of the, the youth kind of like nudge him to his, the side and it'll be it'll be nice. I mean, you got to think that Doug Waite uh, is a, he, he's a bright guy and 
as much as these coaches will say, like they don't pay attention to the media or what the fans are saying. I mean, it's it's it's, it's right there for them, and and the, yeah. and and you know, people have been clamoring for this kind of uh, you know philosophy with coaching and and you know giving the young young kids a chance. And so I think I think he knows that since he is, I know the interim tags off, but this is his first year. He wants to make a statement and put his mark on the team and. If he's trust these guys right right off the bat, you know, from October on, like that's that's a good thing and and something that I, it will make me and you and all the other uh, you know freaks out out there that that go nuts about this stuff every night. The people freaking out about mm. preseason preseason and training camp line combinations. That's stuff. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it'll put us it'll put us at ease. Uh, yeah, it's unique. Like that. Uh, it's a unique thing, and I I feel like this probably affects hockey teams more than others although i guess it probably happens in baseball a little bit too where just just getting like getting excited for the game is one thing but like you also have to hope that your team has the best lineup out there that they can have and i, I mean i know for hockey like that's the thing that's not just an islanders thing i mean you know talk to flyers fans you know whenever shane gostaspare was like healthy scratched because dave haxtell <laughs> you know yeah. didn't see saw something he didn't like the the previous game like that's just nuts like that's just a, an insane decision to make when the entire world can say hey this guy is one of your best defensemen if not your best defenseman so like that's just a hurdle that ha- that hockey fans have to get over is like oh my god i hope this team the, this coach picks the right players to play and then they have to go out and win. So again, hopefully this continues and you know, these guys don't like hit a wall or kind of all of a sudden stop scoring because you know, that they have to keep up their end of the bargain too, where they have to keep on doing the things that they do. And over the, over the course of the preseason in particular, Barzell has just looked outstanding. Like, Oh my God, he's just like, <laughs> he was yeah, doing it things. Yeah. It doesn't look like he touches the ice when he skates. No. You know, it's, and it's, it's so smooth. I'm, I, yeah. I would let him skate over me, you know, <laughs> We saw that crazy goal he scored at Barclays, and I mean, he was first of all he turned around Brian Strait, which was hilarious. Or he left Brian Strait in the dust, and he turned around Ben Lovejoy. I know that um, was I, if if I, if I had if I was there and I had underwear, I would have thrown it on the ice at him and, and Rose just <laughs> like I mean that it was so it was I'm watching that I'm just watching Brian Strait get turned around. It's, uh, that was it was so funny, and and like he's he's you know I remember seeing it happen, and like. Barzell starts accelerating somewhere around the red line. And after a, about a second, you're like, holy cow, he's going to get past this defenseman. At that point, I had no idea who it was and turned out to be Ben Lovejoy, who Arthur Staple pointed out correctly. You know, it's easy to say, wow, these these devils weren't very good. They were you know, mostly an AHL team. Ben Lovejoy and Brian Strait are probably going to end up playing for the devils this year for a long time. So <laughs> that that goal isn't as unimpressive, you know, as you think it is just because it's a preseason goal. But uh, after a second, you're like, oh, my God, he's going to accelerate past this guy. And he accelerated like two and a half feet past him and then was basically in by himself on a breakaway and just roofed it over. Keith Kincaid, who I'm sure was just like, what the hell is going on right now? And that was just, I mean, it was just an insane goal. And we just, the whole place just started laughing. And it was, I've never seen a goal like that in, in my entire life, especially live and, you know, in a preseason game. That's just crazy. Yeah, it, it was awesome. And I'm so excited for, for Barzal. Maybe yeah. maybe more more than anything. I mean, I, I was so excited about Hosang too. So it's hard yeah. to say more than anybody. But I think just, just knowing that we don't, really know yet what with Barzal because we haven't seen him you know in a in a big chunk of playing time I'm I think that he uh I think he's gonna give you know maybe he maybe he doesn't have the you know 55 60 point season that that wins you rookie of the year but he's gonna 
completely changed the, the dynamic of a lineup to have like a game guy with game breaker talent like that yeah. is, is something that the Islanders because you, you can say what you want about Tavares. Tavares' skill set is a, is very different from what Barzal's is. Mm. Tavares is more kind of like uh, you know Yeoman's work. He's very good at it, but it's it's mm. it's like it's it's not like that silky smooth kind of. Uh, eyes in the back of his head while he's with, <laughs> yeah. with the puck kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to have a player like that. And yeah, uh, uh, yeah he's uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, Wake does kind of come through on, on, mm. on what he, he seems to be promising with, with giving him and Bobillier time. Yeah. Uh, the thing with Tavares is, uh, you know, as, as good as his skating has gotten since his rookie season, he does still miss the element of speed. Like he's not a fast skater and that's the kind of thing that separates him i mean obviously he's he's excellent he's very very good at pretty much everything and as andrew berkshire likes to point out over at sportsnet his defensive game has gotten very very good so don't think that oh he's gotten less points than he used to because he's doing a lot to prevent goals as well which is pretty important but um you know he he does lack that kind of speed that like Connor McDavid has, which is or Sidney Crosby has, which is just like they can just fly out, leave guys in the dust. Tavares never leaves anybody in the dust, and you know that's the one nitpick you can really have about his game. Uh, but he is he's gotten to be a much better skater uh, than he was. But uh, I'm glad you brought up the Calder Trophy conversation because um, we've put together these sort of questions here. Uh, that we did last year, and you know, we asked each other some some relevant questions. So why don't we just jump into that? I have one here. Your questions are way better than mine, but this is kind of a segue that we can use because you brought up the Calder Trophy. So these are just sort of questions that we can talk about, you know, the upcoming season, and and you know, kind of get a feel for where we're at. Uh, again, we're both in a good mood, I guess, after the the preseason, but uh, we'll see if we can find some uh, yeah, some concerns in there. I'm sure we'll. We will. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, but, that's that's what we get paid for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll let you know when we get paid for this. Uh, but uh, so, so one of my first questions was, um, uh, which Islanders, if any, maybe the answer is none, but which Islanders do you think at the end of the season would get consideration for some major awards? Not necessarily win them, because you know that's kind of very wishful thinking. But what do you? Th- who do you think is going to get some consideration for some major awards? Obviously Calder, you know Art Ross, that kind of stuff. Well, I guess not Art Ross, Hart Trophy, that kind of stuff. I think, uh, well, <laughs> I want to say John Tavares, but I, I don't think he's. Mm. I think he's going to be one of those guys that never that 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 is always kind of on the fringe of being in the Hart Trophy conversation, but never wins one just because of the the, ta- <laughs> the talent and the the, the personalities going up against and the team he plays yeah. for. Uh, yeah, he might have he might have missed his window now that McDavid, Matthews, yeah. and the whole crew have all kind of exactly. taken over. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, we know that you know Jay Moore. We got to get the ratings up for Jay Moore's us or Rob Riggle, whoever hosts the yeah. awards at the end of the year. Uh, but uh, I think that this, the 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 I think the guy who's going to is going to be Nick Letty. I think he's kind of like a becoming like a trendy uh, defenseman that, that people talk about. Oh, he's the most underrated defenseman in in the East and stuff like that. I think he, he could be a uh, if it, if he had some bad last year, but a bounce back year. I think he can kind of take it up to a notch and, and be in the uh the conversation i don't think he'll 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 necessarily you know win because it's, it's all about collecting points i feel like as a defenseman with the norse uh yeah and, you gotta be a and, carlson and, and, burns one of those yeah, guys exactly. burns, yeah exactly and uh, but i think that he will be like kind of you know the, the guy that people say oh don't forget about nick buddy he should he should be in that conversation as well and so that'd be my pick 
Yeah. That, uh, that's definitely cool. I mean, I feel like Nick has kind of been on the outside for a long time now and should have gotten some of that consideration. Uh, it's a hard that the, the Norris maybe more than any is kind of that hard group to crack because once you're in there, they seem to give the same votes to the same guys every year. It's a little bit like the Selkie trophy. Yeah, it's like, it's like once, a country club. It is. It is. And whether you're, whether you're good or not, I'm sure Brent Seabrook is still getting Norris trophy votes, even though he hasn't had a good season in about <laughs> five years. Um, you know, I think that the Calder guys might have a shot. You know, Hosang is definitely going to be uh, – well, I should say he's definitely eligible for the Calder. Uh, whether or not he gets there it kind of depends on how they, they work, uh, you know, if they get a lot of points. You know, Barzell, too, could, could be in that conversation. The thing that really – that kind of made me think about this question was if the Islanders make the playoffs, let's just say they make the playoffs, you know, whether it's a wild card team or, you know, one of the other ones, does Doug Waite get hmm. – uh, uh, Adams Trophy consideration again. I guess, like you said, I don't. I'm not gonna say he's gonna win. I'm not sitting here and go like he's gonna win the Adams Trophy. But like, if they make the playoffs, you know, comfortably, do do we think that he might get some Adams consideration, or it might just be like, well, obviously, you know, Tavares, Eberle, and Halak, or you know, whatever, are gonna get you in the playoffs every time. So who the hell cares? Yeah, I I wonder. I think he would. I think he's so well liked, and people love to talk about how. They're chummy with Doug Waite whenever they come to town, so I could I, I could see that. Um, He's got that first year kind of glow too. Right, so yeah, it seems and, like and he had a great. He, had, he really had a good uh, second half last year, so. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I think uh, he, he's also very, very, very media friendly, and that's probably the number one way you can get into awards consideration by yes, being friendly with the guys who you know do the votes. Right. He does have one thing going against him, and that is that he is not Canadian. So. <laughs> I don't know. That is he'll, true. He'll get a couple. He'll, just yeah. that alone will piss off a couple people. Yeah, I, I would love to see him win it, only because it'd be another year that. Oh, did, wait, did Mike Babcock win it last year? Uh, or, or did I he even, not? I, I, don't I don't even know. But I know he had he hadn't won it for a long time. I just I like you said. I would, sort of the flip side of that. I want to see it in in a way uh, uh, so a Canadian coach doesn't win it. I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, okay, so um, let's um, let's go to one of your questions now. Let's see what what's a uh, actually let's let's stay on the topic of coaches real quick because I always like this question. Which NHL coach gets the sack first this season? Um, I we talked in the in our last podcast a hundred years ago. By the way, I. I, I I'm going to talk more about this later, but uh, I have some metrics, you know, that I can look at for who's who's downloading what. I don't know who keeps listening to the last episode of of that we did of this, which is like two months ago. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they keep expecting new information to come out or not. But if you've been listening to it, thank you very much. I don't know who you are, but uh, I hope you're not, like a bot or anything. Um, but we talked and we talked about Jack Capuano a little bit, and I said, you know, if, within 18 months, I I would predict that Bob Bugner gets the axe. And Jack is the head coach of the Florida Panthers, but I won't say that Bugner is the first to get the axe this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bold hot take, and I'm gonna say that if the Caps stumble out of the gate, I'm, I think that that Barry Trotz might find himself un, unbelievably almost out, out of work. That's a crazy thing, but I'm just saying I kind of have that feeling going into yeah. the season, which, which would be crazy because Barry Trotz has not been out of work since I was seven. I think right, in, in yeah. So, well, but, and firing uh, him would be stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's but. true too. Yeah, I, 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 I was going uh, back and forth uh, between two guys, and it was Vigneault, which was mm-hmm. kind of just like me being yeah, biased. Too. But yeah. uh, but Pete DeBoer was, would be my pick because I think the Sharks, uh, the Sharks are going to be a wonky group, I think, uh, and might get off to like a slow start, and they'll they'll be the team that quote unquote needs to change. So mm-hmm. uh, so that's that's my that's my pick. 
Yeah, that'd be that'd be a good pick. I mean, uh, I don't know if they're still close enough to their uh, their Stanley Cup final run yeah. to, to get him the bump, but uh, I could definitely see them taking a slide back. Let's put it that way. I could definitely see them kind of struggling a little bit in the sort of post Marlowe uh, world, and you know, see where that goes. But uh, yeah, it's always somebody. I mean, there's a lot of new coaches this year, so they're already automatically out. Vino is probably a really good pick, but I don't see the Rangers like struggling all that much. Uh, I think they're actually going to be pretty good, which sucks, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I keep telling people, my Ranger fan friends, that the the window is closed. But like in the back of my head, it's this voice that's like, "Are you you're, you're being stupid? You you know, <laughs> you, you, know by, you know by saying this exactly what's going to happen. The Rangers will like win the President's Trophy." Yeah. Yeah, it's it's always like that. I mean, we we have the same conversation every year on this show about how it sucks that, that they're that good. Uh, oh, also, I guess we got to throw John Tortorella in there because there's always a chance he could be fired at any time. Yeah. Uh, did, did anybody write like anything over at off season or right after the season, like praising him for? I, I mean, they they had a great goalie, obviously Tortorella. Oh wait, he he won the Jack Adams, didn't he? Was it him? I think so. All right. Well, well I was going to say because people, you know. About on him so much, you know, and, mm. and rightfully so, but nobody ever really eats, eats crow in, in the, uh, I don't know, the advanced uh, stats community. Yeah, John, yeah, John Tortorella won last year. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, yeah I, I could you because he's the type of guy that he he would like fire himself. Like he would know that like <laughs> if, if the Blue Jacks got off to a slow start, he would do something and say something and be like, oh well, they should fire me, and then yeah, he would get fired. He he's the kind of guy that like talks almost like a man who wants to be fired, and then ultimately he <laughs> he ends up getting fired. Uh, so all right, so let's we'll go back to another one of mine. So, um, who do we think is going to be the? I, I didn't really know how to phrase this, but like, who do we think is the player who people are going to be clamoring to get called up from Bridgeport for the majority of the season? I kind of feel like we already know who this is, and he played tonight, so I'll I'll leave the world the door open for you. Um, but, uh, you know, there's always some guys I call this guy up. It was Hosang for a long time. It was Brock Nelson for a while there. Um, it was Nino Niederreiter for a while there. Who do we think is going to be that guy for this season? I think if if, if we were on the seat, well, for me, I think it would be it's going to end up being Taze. Yeah. Uh, just because he's, he's the, the defense is, is – we have I, we have a pretty decent defense, but I think the bottom pairing is going to come under a lot of fire. Uh, guys like Pelik and, and Seidenberg. So I think it's gonna that's gonna be it's n- not just gonna be about how Taves is playing in the minors, but also about you know maybe how poorly or how fed up people get with with Pelik and Seidenberg. <laughs> yeah, that that's good. Yeah, uh, Taves got called up uh, yesterday or like a Saturday, and people are like, oh my god, they're gonna trade. They're, somebody's hurt. Blah, blah blah. They just wanted to get a, another look at him. Uh, I guess the Bridgeport camp starts uh, you know, tomorrow, and uh, they really like him. Arthur Staples raving about him on Twitter and has been pretty much all camp. And uh, the guy, if if you're Ryan Pollock, the guy you're really worried about is Devon Taves because this this guy looks like he's ready to go. And you know, Pollock now, hopefully, I mean, he's he's on the team, and like we said before, hopefully Doug Waite plays him and and gives him a chance to to do what he can do. And uh, he had a good game today, apparently, by all accounts. I uh, hadn't looked too great in the preseason but hopefully that that's over and he can work it out and and become the kind of weapon that they thought he was uh, i'm gonna throw out michael de cole in there as the guy people want to call up only because i think they feel like you know they're getting to sort of fish or cut bait season with this guy right. uh because he was drafted it feels like 100 years ago um 
you know, I don't know if that means he's going to be good or bad. You know, usually if you're not in the NHL by the time you're like 24, uh, that's bad news. Unless you are one of the Red Wings players and, you know, they used to keep their guys in the minors until they were like 30 years old, like a baseball team. <laughs> um, so we'll see. I, you know, again, I, I don't know enough about Michael Dalcole. Um, we're excited to. Um, yeah, he never, his name never really pops up. It's in, in that no. conversation about like the young players. And so that, yeah. that always worries me. Uh, I will he's say that. About him, I, I think you know just just because of the type of project the player he was projected to be, you know, big big forward. He probably has just like if you're if you're that kind of player, it's going to take a little longer. Uh, so so he does have that, I guess, going for him. But you're right. This is this is probably his. Uh, I guess you you probably get like two put up or shut up seasons, and yeah. this is probably the first of his two. So probably. We'll see. We'll see see how he does we're going to be adding some uh some new bridgeport coverage this year uh jake baskin has joined the site to to you know, he's a season ticket holder uh for the sound tigers and uh he's a great writer and i'm glad uh, we can we can have somebody with like actual eyes on this guy michael fornabio who covers this the tiger the sound tigers for the ct post he's great he's amazing um but it'd be good to get another set of eyes on there that you know can actually talk to to us a little bit more frequently and and you know see uh let us know what's going on over there because I think you know he had an okay season all last year, Michael Del Cole. But um, you know that whatever they're looking for, I don't know if they're going to get it. And you know I don't. He doesn't. He wasn't projected to be sort of a bottom six guy. He was expected to be sort of yeah. a middle six guy. And so hopefully he can you know get a bit more consistency in his um his uh, scoring to make yeah the team. yeah his his like his like square peg into a round hole is is basically already filled with with league you know right it's right. pretty rare rare that a team will have guys who are you know, two really big power forwards that, that both are top six guys in their top six. So, right. uh, and, and, and acquiring Jordan Eberle doesn't, doesn't help him either. <laughs> right, he's not, right. he's not necessarily a, t- a big power guy, but he's still a winger who can, you know, score a lot of goals. So yeah, that's, that's going to be trouble for him. Um, so piggybacking off of that question is one of yours. We go right into, and I love this one. I think you asked this one last year too, and it's great. Which Islanders player will be the hashtag Isles Twitter darling of the year. The guy who, uh, you know, becomes the sort of uh, celebrity uh, amongst the social media guys. Also, who's going to be the guy who does well but doesn't get quite the attention that, uh, you know, he kind of deserves outside of the Islanders' uh, echo chamber uh, on Twitter? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I I think that Hosang is already the darling. Bovillier also, you know, right in there. Dahan as well. I think, like... Just listening to you, to you set it up for last year, it would be a Dehan. Dehan would probably yeah. be the guy. Uh, you know, he's 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 amicable and funny on on Twitter, and uh, he's good, <laughs> which helps. <laughs> right. This year, I, I like Scott Mayfield though. Yeah, I think Scott Mayfield is like is sneaky better than anybody realizes, uh, and, and he's kind of got like that Hamannick to him where he he mm. gets he gets better. He seems to be getting better every at, every time you see him. Like Hamannick did that. I feel like Hamannick every season got better at one part of his game. Last year, obviously, was kind of derailed. But when mm. he was healthy, you saw you're like, wow, he he got better skating, he got better, you know, pushing play. And uh, I think I think Mayfield is gonna kind of be like a really solid uh, bottom, uh, like bottom pairing defenseman for us. And uh, yeah, that's my pick. I, I kind of like Scott Mayfield. I, I like he's got a he's got a good social media presence. He's sort of a little bit like Dehan Light. Uh, he's got a really dry uh, sense of humor. Uh, he cut his hair for charity, which is kind of cool. <laughs> um, you know, I, I his numbers last year were really really good, but he also had like the sort of small sample size uh, bump there. 
Uh, I like him too. Um, I think he's he's could be a good player. You know, Adam Pellick got that four year contract, and it was almost like this. Oh my god, what what are we doing? Why are we doing this now? This is this is a stupid idea. Um, because I, I to be honest, I thought Mayfield was a little bit better, and I've I liked what I've seen more of him. He seems to take a little bit more risks than Pellick, which isn't necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, but he just right. seems to, you know it's more of an eye catching thing. So I guess I kind of like it. But uh, he's not afraid to pinch up. He's not afraid to kind of you know try something new, take a shot on goal, which is great to see. Um, you know, I don't think there's a huge difference between the two of them, but uh, I, I like Mayfield too. I hope that he can sort of take that that next step. Uh, but it's going to, you got to take a lot more steps to get out of the Islanders Twitter bubble to get other people to notice you. It's only been this year that other people have noticed Calvin DeHaan. And I'm pretty sure right. that's because he was an RFA and they were ready to like pounce on the Islanders. If they signed up to a bad contract or had to let it trade him for nothing or something like that. So, uh, well, you know, hopefully I don't know if Mayfield's ever going to get that to that level, but we'll have to see. Um, okay. So you mentioned Travis Hamannick and I have one that's sort of kind of related to Hamannick. So we'll see. Um, do the two picks that the Islanders got from the Travis Hamannick trade, so they got a first rounder and a second rounder, and then another second rounder next year. Do those picks remain with the Islanders after the trade deadline? Meaning, do they use them for trade this season or really not? I think I, in my when they made that trade, that in, in my head it was basically saying we we expect to be you know aggressive. Uh, next year and contend next year and make up for for like kind of a lost year. So no, I'd say that they they you know maybe one, but in, not all of them. I think that that they'll be traded, uh, and I hope they are because I hope that you know that the Islanders are in a position where they're going they're going for it. So right, yeah, yeah, I kind of think so too. Um, you know, but it's going to depend on a lot like where they're at and uh, you know who who's available. If Matthew Shane makes it to the deadline. <laughs> Uh, in Colorado, uh, you never know what happens there. I doubt he does. I, he might be traded while we're talking right now. I don't even know. But, um, you know, I, I have a feeling that they, they will be traded, at least one of them. Um, but at the same time, I also feel like they probably more likely get traded at the draft. But uh, we'll have to see. Uh, I just thought that was kind of an interesting thing. Like, what are they going to do? And, you know, right. to be honest, if the Islanders play really, really well, if they come out of the gate strong like they want to and stay in that sort of like, you know, two, three, again, comfortable wild card range. I don't think anybody's going to really start asking questions about it. It's if they stumble and if they have problems and if they all of a sudden can't score or you know, they're leaky on D or something like that, then people are going to say, why don't you use one of those first round picks and trade for player X or something like that. So, uh, you know, a lot of it depends, but um, I think they probably will end up using one of those picks for a trade, but we'll have to see. Uh, what was the other one I wanted to That's a, it's a, It's an interesting thing to think about because – also, it, it, you can kind of tie it into the Tavares thing because say he's not signed yet, and yeah, you just like really want to show him that, that they are serious about contending. So the Islanders, could, you know, could make like a kind of Ryan Smith esque deal uh, hmm. as, as a statement, you know, to, to, to John as a love yeah. letter. Right. <laughs> um, so speaking of Tavares, that brings me to one of your questions here. I love, I like this one too. Who finishes second on the Islanders in points? Let's assume that Tavares is first. Who finishes second? I'm going to take the easy answer and say Jordan Eberle, but there are probably a, a couple of other guys who could be uh, in that conversation. Do you think it's Eberle or do you think it's somebody else? Uh, I think going, I, I think it will be chalk, the chalk answer. I think is probably the right answer to probably, I think Eberle is going to have a great year. I, I mm. think just looking at the type of player he is, you look at a shooting percentage from basically every year. He's, he's a good goal, <laughs> goal scorer, except last year he didn't, you know, he got maybe a little unlucky and, 
he's 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 gonna John Tavares is, is so good at taking up space and opening space for the people on his lines that he plays with to the point where, you know, you or I can probably get a couple shots off if, if we played with him. And I think if you have a guy who can, can score, like the Everly shoots, shoots, shoots at a percentage like he does, he's going to put up a lot of numbers. Uh, but I think in my head it was between Everly and I like, and I think Hosang, because I think Hosang is going to be their like kind of power play, power play maestro. And uh, Hosang over uh, Barzell, if you had to pick one of those guys. Uh, I think I think Barzal will probably be the, be the guy who does more like actionable, tangible items that maybe don't turn into points, like you know breaking plays out. But I think Hosang just being in the NHL issue, he saw he's got the finishing product and, and incredible vision already. Uh, mm. So I think it, I think I think he finishes above uh, Barzal. Interesting, but, yeah, but, it's, cool. but it's great. But it's really great that we have both of them. <laughs> I know, right? Hopefully, they they become sort of a you know combined tandem or something like that. Uh, that would be pretty cool. Uh, okay, um, this was actually my last one. So after this, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go all to yours. Um, what do we think is gonna be the dominant Islanders in game storyline for the season? We know that the whole Tavares thing and the arena thing are gonna be the the dominant right. off the ice storylines, but like the Islanders always seem to find one thing that just becomes the big storyline whether it's blowing late leads whether it's you know guys going through these incredibly long slumps uh whether it's you know having goalie that can't catch you know make a save that kind of thing do, do we i have absolutely no idea what the question would be what what the answer would be uh and it could be positive too maybe it's like you know oh my god where does all this goal yeah. scoring come from you i'm know, going that kind positive of thing. i'm going yeah. positive <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna say that this, the islanders their special teams both uh penalty kill and power player are going to be yeah. Like very very good this year. Was it last year or the year before where the their penalty killing was like insane? Like they went yeah like two thirty years games ago. or something. Yeah, whatever it was it? They went like a million games without giving up a. And then and then in, uh, you know I think Arthur Staple asked Hamannik about it. He's like, well, because you asked us questions about it. That's why we gave up a goal. So <laughs> that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, you know, Greg Cronin is still in charge of the PK. Uh, right, and pa- Kelly Buckberger and Scott Gomez, I believe, are in charge of the power play. Um, you know, that stuff needs to click last year was a problem, especially the power play. And, you know, you get a couple of goals there and hey, maybe you're in the playoffs. You never know. So, uh, that would definitely be something, uh, I, I don't really even really know. I, I, hopefully it's not the blown late leads cause that really sucked. <laughs> hopefully it's not injuries, which even sucks even more. Um, and yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's just the rookies, you know, well, my God, they're getting so much production out of these, you know, three young guys. These are all going to be yours, uh, coming up next. Uh, and, and I like all of these. Um, if your life depended on the Islanders to win one single game against an average NHL team, would you start and go Halak or Grice? I, I would start Halak. I'm saying, telling you right now. <laughs> no offense to Thomas Grice, but I'm going with Halak. I probably would too. I was, I, I just think that uh, this kind of you know segue into it. I think that Halak is going to end up being really good this year. Uh, mm. Maybe like an All Star. Um, yeah. I think, just in time for him to walk away. Is it, exactly, exactly. And I, and the Islanders are in such a good shape. If if they're both these goalies stay healthy, which is a big if, and goalies are so weird to begin with that this is probably going to be moot in two weeks from now when we're <laughs> complaining about both of them being terrible. Uh, right. I just I just think it's the, the situation is really set up nicely for Halak because uh, it's it's clear right now. Like they have a one A one B. He knows what the situation is like. Bryce has established himself as probably right now his reputation around the league is 
he's the better of the two goalies. But I think Halak has a lot to prove. I think he's going to. I I I, I would go Halak too. I think uh, I've always you know I've always I've always liked both of them a lot. And I just I just think uh, you know if, if yeah if there was a gun to my head and the Islanders you know needed to win a game, I think it's just hard to to pick Grice over Halak. Yeah, Grice is so steady that you can. There's almost no sort of drama to his game. I mean, right. he's had a couple of maybe in his three years as an Islander, like maybe a handful of just bad games and hey, that's going to happen to everybody. But, you know, Halak is capable of these superhuman things that you'd never see coming that it's almost like you'd rather just roll the dice and see what happens because he's capable of this. I mean, you know, that that whole Capitals series is still the number one thing people talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe because it involved the Canadians and, you know, Canadians only like to talk about Canadian hockey. But, uh, you know, it's just um, he's capable of – I mean, again, the, the the game seven against the Caps. Yeah, that was uh, – Yeah, he was of, amazing in that game. That was one of the best <laughs> goaltending performances I've ever seen. Yeah, he was. He yeah. almost won them that series just alone. Yeah, and they, him they, and Johnny Boychuk are the only guys who showed up. Yeah, they mustered about eight shots, and yeah, that was. Yeah. That, he, he made like some. He makes some. He was incredible that game. That that, that yeah. was wild. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's the same kind of line of thinking there. Just he's he's yeah. of the two of them, like you said, Grice is steady. Halak is the one who's mm-hmm. capable of this spectacular yeah. and the guy who, yeah. if, if you're really riding the hot hand, as as what I think the Islanders will probably do and should do. Halak's, Halak's hot hand is different from Grice's hot hand, right? Halak's, yeah, definitely. Halak's hot hand is like upper, upper echelon. Grice is, like you said, just going to give you a steady performance, two goals a game. The Islanders should yeah. be able to three or four. Pretty much. Uh, so speaking of playoffs, let, let's get right to the, the big question. Who are the Islanders going to play in the Stanley Cup final? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the way you phrase that. Uh, I like that. The... Uh, I, I'm actually invested on this uh, a little bit on the side as well. I think that uh, I, I'm, I think the Stars are going to win the West, but I, uh, I'm also invested on the Jets too. I think, but I think it'll end up being Dallas. And I know that that's kind of like a you know the trendy pick of, among a lot of people right now too. But mm-hmm. I just I don't I don't think that I don't see how you stop that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're not going to get in their own way. I, I mean, Ben Bishop maybe he's he's coming up a weird year, so maybe he's not great again, and, and they still have issues in goal. But he's got to be better than what they had last year. So yeah, well, you or I would be better than, <laughs> than what they've had. Um, their defense though doesn't I don't like that much. And and if you talk to Stars fans on Twitter and you visit Defending Big D, the SB Nation uh, Stars blog, uh, they'll tell you it was more the defense than the goaltending. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think that Ben Bishop is an upgrade over either. Carrie Lettinen or Antoniemi, but um, you know it's their D that's still kind of wild and crazy, and they don't really have a lot of defense, quote unquote, men back there uh, to stop the puck from from flying towards the goalie. Um, I kind of like the Predators still. I mean, I know it's it's easy to say because they were there last year, and they don't have Roman Yossi this year, but I don't know, man. That that team is just really good. Like they just they have scoring through the lineup. They play an up tempo style, and they just have this factory where they just keep producing these great defensemen and or getting getting them from other places and uh they'd end up turning out okay so i, I kind of still like them uh the oilers are kind of a hot pick um <laughs> arthur staple tweeted uh newsday's predictions uh uh earlier because i guess they were in the print edition and uh neil best uh, had uh the sabers uh 
getting to the Stanley Cup final and losing to the Predators, and it was just like, what are you talking about? He, it was, it was. Oh yeah, the Canucks making the playoffs. It was Neil Best is great. I've been reading him since I was a kid, and I, I look forward to everything he writes. But man, I don't. He looked like he was writing for the the 2011 playoffs. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, and uh, and Staple had the Oilers winning the Cup, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So I mean, they're really good. It's going to depend on a lot. Uh, I don't know. The, it's, it's, the, the Oilers over under points was insane. It was like 104 and a half that Vegas set it at, which is. Wow. Yeah, it just goes to show you that like what 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 they they thought that they were going to yeah. get a ton of money on the over too. So yeah, uh, I was going to say I don't know, but who's going to bet the over at 104 points? Just just yeah. in NHL history alone, I mean, how many teams have even gotten that high? So uh, right, not too many. Yeah. The thing that scares me about the if I was an Oilers fan is that obviously like it's, you can't say you're scared. I, mm. I I live in fear of big injuries to big players, but right. like you know you lose McDavid, the team's screwed obviously. But the thing. Crazy thing is that Cam Talbot played 137 games last year. Yeah. So, yeah. and and I, he was excellent, but yeah, yeah he was he, really good. You know, like, he, well, he, he can don't do that. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be weird. Yeah, to he's see how he's going to need to do that again, if not be better. You know, longer throughout the playoffs. Uh, my thing is, if they're going to win it, they better do it now because once they start, <laughs> that Lucic contract is already a disaster. They want to apparently sign Patrick Maroon to another big contract. Uh, so I don't know what they're what they plan on doing, but you know McDavid covers up a lot of ills, and it's always funny to see like writers sort of ascribing the Oilers' success to things not named Connor McDavid, and it's like you know having Connor McDavid there changes a lot of how teams can approach you and what your team can do, and not everybody has that. So hey, good for him. I mean, you know, those other guys had some pretty good seasons too, but I mean, having McDavid there changes a lot, and and if you take him out of the equation. The Oilers are a very different team. Also, they have Ryan Strom now, so if they're going to be in the finals, good for <laughs> Ryan Strom. <laughs> um, what was it? I got two more here. Um, what was the other one? Uh, okay, no, all right. So, uh, w- which non-Islanders player jersey would you buy? I already bought it this summer. Uh, they had a big sale over at the NHL store in New York City. I bought a Mark Scheifele Jets jersey. Yes, the pickings were a little bit slim. It was thirty bucks. They they only had certain numbers. I couldn't get Patrick Line or Blake Wheeler because they were out of twos. So uh, <laughs> I had to get it was either Bufflin, Dustin Bufflin, or Mark Shifley. And a guy was like, "Get Shifley. He's going to be there long." And I was like, "You know what? Mark Shifley's a good player." And so I got He's his jersey. Good. Yeah, very good. Thirty goals. Uh, really good guy. Uh, do you have somebody in mind uh, when you ask this question? Yeah, I had two written down. One of them was Patrick Line, and and <laughs> the other the other one is a guy who who I wish the Islanders were allowed to bring. If if you could bring a player with you, if you win a playoff round to the next round and use them, I, I wish the Islanders could do it uh, when they beat the Panthers and bring Sasha Barkov. I love Sasha mm-hmm. Barkov. Yeah, he's really good. He's a monster too. He's really big. Yeah, you know? <laughs> he's, he's so really yeah. just unbelievable to watch play hockey. Yeah, he's kind of kind of a bull out there. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's a good one. I hadn't thought of it. that one. That one's pretty cool. You wouldn't you, wouldn't, you don't see too many. Uh, Alexander Barkov jerseys around. That's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then the the final one. Well, I guess there's two. There are two more here, but we'll get to the other one special in a second because I like this one too. If you were approached with coming up with the slogan for the upcoming Islander season, what would it be? And this this is almost like you read my mind because I couldn't believe sitting in Barclays Center for that game against the Devils that they're still going with all for Islanders. Like, <laughs> what does that even mean? Does anybody know? Can anybody explain? Like you know what? All for Islanders even means is that like a play on a on a phrase? Is it? I, I don't get. It. I don't get. It. I really don't get it. So I don't know if I have an answer. I just wanted to be like, I, what? What is this? I don't get. It. What is all for yeah. Islanders? I don't understand. I, I don't get it either. I used to. <laughs> I always crack up with at those like uh, those generic slogans that like yeah. every team comes up with. And that's what yeah. I, I was trying to. Just, 
it, this question I, was kind of like tongue in cheek, making fun of it. I will say though that all for Islanders, however you know mysterious and strange it is, is way better than the Nets uh, slogan for this year is, which is "We go hard," which <laughs> is a little bit. I mean, you know, if you watch Archer phrasing, that's the you know number one thing I, I thought of. But uh, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, you know, whenever we come up with team slogans for the year, it's always something sarcastic, like you know, "Pray for rain," like I don't know, something like that. <laughs> Just yeah. something that you know, don't watch. You know, we'll get back to you, that kind of thing. But I, I don't know. It's it's not an easy job. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I get it that you know, if you have one that you like, you keep it, but. Oh, man, all for Islanders. Just I don't. I don't get it. I just, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't. Uh, like this is Islanders country is probably the best, the last good one they had, which that, is like thirty I, years ago. My favorite. I was gonna say that's my favorite. Whatever. I used to love. I used to the Coliseum had a big New York Dragons <laughs> mm. like a banner flag, whatever it was, hanging draped on on the wall on the outside, and it just right next to it said, "This is Islander country." And I just mm. always thought to myself, like if. Now, obviously, nobody really drives through Long Island to get from one place to another. But if you like were on Long Island for business and you drove by the Coliseum and it just said this is Islander country, and then you just saw a picture of the New York Dragons and you really didn't know anything, like what what like goes through your mind? They're like, what the heck? What the heck is an Islander? And what what does it have to do with the dragon? Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. That 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 you know. Some sometimes some teams can kind of like they have like a synergy when they pair up and the in a building and the Islanders and dragons never quite did. Also, except for Sparky, who is of course the bridge to all of that. And, and the dragons, yeah. the New York dragons of the AFL live through him. Yeah. Aaron um, Garcia was a, was a legend. Yes. I remember I, Aaron Garcia. Not, yeah. not, and you know what? Maybe they, 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 they got a little, they were, it was a more symbiotic relationship than uh, the Islanders had with the Nets. <laughs> That's also probably true. <laughs> uh, and then the, the I, so now for real, the last one, uh, when is the athletic going to poach Arthur Staple? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know if they're going to have a New York athletic, uh, Greg Wyshynski not no longer with puck daddy. I don't know if he, by tomorrow we could find out he's starting the, you know, athletic New York or something like that. I don't know if Arthur would, uh, would join the athletic, but if he did, I would absolutely sign up. I plan on signing up eventually. I'll get to why in a little bit, but, uh, that's a, that's a good question. I don't even know if, uh, if Arthur knows that we'll have to find out. Yeah, I think. In my in my mind, I think they they they've already approached him, and he said no because he just believes in Newsday and mm. loves Newsday just like we do. Yes, yes, that's possible. That is that is probably true. I mean, I think the only people that didn't get uh, asked to join the Athletic are, are us and and our our blog. Every every other SB Nation hockey blog probably has been uh, approached except for us because they just we are we are the uh, the lonesome uh, outer rim of uh inspiration <laughs> hockey uh so yeah all right well those are all great questions uh liked them very much i mean again you know it's funny we're we're in a good mood right now had the islanders lost that game and somebody left hurt i bet those questions would have different answers but uh you know I, I, i'm with you like i'm excited about it but you know the last couple of years i really hadn't been and really up to last week i was kind of like eh, sort of fan. ambivalent mm-hmm. yeah just like i didn't know what to expect and you know having seen them play pretty well in the preseason it's it's hard not to get excited and hopefully this isn't the you know the peak of their success this season but, yeah, um, the, <laughs> yeah. you remember that eight game you know point streak in the preseason uh, <laughs> right uh that would that would well, be uh just a, another funny thing about the the, the other weird over under so i know a lot of people on twitter were were pissed off when arthur staple tweeted that the islanders over under was 88 and a half mm-hmm. uh which you know, I don't know why you should be pissed. You should be like, all right, I think that that looks like a good investment, so just bet it. Uh, and 
other, but the, the thing that drove that w- that was peculiar to me, and I think this speaks to the metropolitan divisions, you know, complete diabolicalness and talent, <laughs> uh, is that the, the Buffalo Sabers had the same over under at 88, 88 <laughs> and a half points. Yeah. And I mean, the Metro was unbelievable. So I think that's that's probably why it was set like that. And uh, mm. that's that's honestly the scariest. The thing I'm most concerned about going into the year is just how good everybody in the Metropolitan Division is, except for the Devils. Yeah, yeah. Now I was I still have time to write a couple of previews, and I kind of feel like I want to. But one of them was, you know, basically going to say like I I always get the you know the one thing that really kind of tripped me up and keeps me from getting too excited from this season is that the Islanders always seem to act as if they're the only team in the NHL. Like they get better in a bubble. And, you know, I, I think they got better. You know, getting Jordan Eberle, no offense to Ryan Strome, but Jordan Eberle is a guy who I think will work well with John Tavares. I think he's ready for a bounce back year. They do get to play, you know, adding Barzell if he's if he's as advertised and, and can you know, contribute in his way from center ice as a second line center kind of in a way is going to be a huge upgrade for them. Um, but other teams in the Metro have gotten better too. I mean, the, the Hurricanes are one of the more you know, improved teams of the off season. They got they got Scott Darling. They got um, who else? They got a bunch of dudes, and it's just like this is the a hur- good team. The Hurricanes over the Hurricanes over under was set at ninety three and a half. Yeah. Oh, they got they're, Justin Williams. You know, they're, like, they're good. They're very yeah, good. They're, they're, they're very good. And, watch. and the guys they've had have been coming along for a long time now. So, um, you know, they're they're not going to be some kind of easy pushover. I mean, even the Devils, like. You know, yeah, we could we could say that they weren't that upgraded, but you know, Nico Hishier is is really good. Like he's another guy who's had a really really good off season, and you know, Corey Schneider is no slouch either. And I mean, are they going to be a good team? No, are they going to make the playoffs? Probably not. But you know, they're not going to be an easy out. And you know, the Flyers you can never sleep on. The the Caps, Penguins, and Rangers are three of the best teams in the league. And the Blue Jackets just had the best season in franchise history. And unless that was a total fluke, and the team the whole the wheels just come flying off. Uh, you know, they're going to be right there again. And so, you know, the Islanders could sit here and go like, well, we did this, that, and the other thing. And that might be true, but there are other teams in the league and that's just their own division. I mean, forget about, you know, the Leafs are going to keep getting better. The, the you know, Bruins are still always going to be pretty good. The Sabres might be pretty good. So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, Neil Best had the Sabres in the Stanley Cup final. So, <laughs> it's you know, there, there are there are now 30 other teams in the NHL and you know, I've come a long way. I mean, one part of the summer, I was convinced the Vegas Golden Knights were going to have a better record at the end of the season than the Islanders did. I've kind of moved off of that now, but at the same time, you can you could look around and be like, man, a lot of these teams are really really good, and the yeah. Islanders are going to have to be really really good to keep up with them. And you know, at the end of the day, if they end up being a bubble team, which I think is you know probably where most people would put them, they need to be there when the bubble burst and you know i don't know if i have the confidence to say they will be that eighth team or they will be that seventh team when philly carolina columbus and then you know all these other sort of atlantic division teams are going to probably be there too right yeah i think i think just the way it's set up now with it's the playoff situation and the the, the, the way you put your, your schedule so division heavy i think uh the islanders do have it up kind of now here i am convincing myself that now i'm not excited anymore uh, <laughs> talking yourself out of being this excited. Is, this is tough sledding. It's tough sledding. I mean, the, the Penguins are going to probably go like seventy six and three and three, and uh, <laughs> the cap and, and still not get the President's Trophy because the Caps right. always win the, the President's Caps. Trophy. Yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't bet against the Caps until the playoffs. Like to get right, to the yeah. playoffs, they're going to be there. I mean, it's that's we know that for now. But. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's just the, the, the Metropolitan. The Islanders. The Islanders got like. Could, 
consistently decent or good, you can even say, you know, they, they've kind of been better than what they were for a while at the worst time. You know, the the, right. the, the competition in, in the division is just yeah, very, it's very just, frustrating. It's, it's just brutal, but you know, not not to get off on the whole thing now, but well, just before we wrap it up, but you know, I think that's always going to be the sort of, I mean, unless you know things change and they end up winning a Stanley Cup in the next couple of years, you know, right now the thing that to, for me defines this sort of era is, you know, a thing we've talked about a million times before. It's they they had that really really good team back in 2014-15 and didn't really augment it. Didn't really say this is our time now, let's go for it. And, you know, do whatever they had to to get thing, you know, to get other better players added then to strike while the iron was hot. They kind of just sat back. They fixed their, you know, they got a new backup goalie, which was fine. Who ended up being the starting goalie a year later, and that they just sort of went with it, and it just never quite materialized the way they had envisioned. And you know, and on one hand, I can kind of see why they did that because they had all these young guys and expected them to get better. But on the other hand, it's just kind of an opportunity lost. Like they just, you know, were, should have reached out and kind of grabbed it. When they could, but it's easy for me to say because, you know, I wasn't there and they had traded their first round pick in the Thomas Vanek thing and it's, it goes all the way back. Oh, my God. I don't want to get started. Okay. Uh, real, qu- real quick. Uh, let, let's wrap it up real quick. Um, what's our best case scenario for the first week of the season? Let's just say that they play Columbus and Buffalo next uh, Friday and Saturday, uh, Buffalo at home. Then they play St. Louis on Monday afternoon at Barclays Center. And then they go to Anaheim, San Jose, and L.A. I never understand that if you know – you know, go Southern California, Northern California, Southern California, get stupid. But um, <laughs> what do we think is the best case scenario for those six games right there, including, you know, West Coast swing? Uh, well, you know, the, I, I'm a huge West Coast fan. I'm so, so I'm kind mm. of pissed that, that it's, it's happening so early. I love, I love mm. staying up late and watching the Islanders, but I'd rather be, you know, <laughs> but they, they kind of dominate out with. So I, I mean, honestly, I, here's my best case scenario is that the Islanders are in first, first place in the division. Uh, because other yeah. while other teams are kind of you know finding their footing and uh, they'll be like oh it's just you know the first couple of games nobody hit the panic button yet around them I'd like to see the Islanders you know maybe take 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 advantage of and get off to a hot start and and just you know put them do what the Blue Jackets kind of did last year like put yeah. put themselves even though the quote unquote these games aren't as important as ones in in March and April or whatever put yourself in a position where you should feel good about you know, that you'll be playing those important games in March and April uh, right away. And I, I would like – so that's what I'm saying. Like, I want mm-hmm. the Islanders to be in first place, whatever the record is, at, at, <laughs> at the end of that that uh, that swing. Yeah, they, they do always play generally pretty well out in L.A. And, and Anaheim and San Jose. So I'm hoping for that too. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, four and two is, is would probably be pretty good. Um, you know, maybe mix in an overtime loss or something there. Um, the number one thing is they got to get points. Like they can't go, they can't have a start. And they've talked about this. Like they can't have a start like they had last year. Um, you know, I feel like the West Coast trip is the kind of thing where people, will, if if it turns out they have a good season, then they'll say, wow, we really came together as a team on that <laughs> West Coast trip. And if they have a really bad season, they're going to say, man, that West Coast trip in the beginning of this week, the f- first week of the season really killed us. Uh, so it could be one of those situations. Uh, I didn't realize they had a matinee on Columbus Day. I, I feel like they haven't had one in a long time. Uh, yeah. Generally speaking, their, their schedule is way better than, they, than the one they had last year. Things are just way separated better. Um, there's, doesn't seem to be any, there's no crazy like nine game road street road trip anymore. That's good. Um, so, and they see the Vegas golden Knights, uh, in Brooklyn on Monday, October 30th. So right. be there. I don't know. I have, I might have jury duty they, uh, and that's like my day to kind of like, 
I got to call in the night before to right, tell me, yeah, to, to, to tell me if I got to go in. So if I don't have to go uh, and I'm off from work, maybe I'll go to that game. We'll see. Anyway. You should barter with them and say, listen, <laughs> the golden, it's the first, it's a history. I, yeah, I don't want right. to, I don't want to miss this historic moment. For, this is uh, a historic moment. But but see the the problem is JF Barube is not there. Like if JF Barube was actually had made it, you know, I, I can tell JF Barube night at the at the uh, Barclays <laughs> gives me the best. Yeah, that that'll be the first game that uh, the Blackhawks play there. And I guess uh, Mikhail Grabowski won't be there either. So we'll be like a return night either, which kind of sucks. Um, okay, so real quick before before we get out, just just some sort of under the hood stuff. Um, obviously, we're back. Uh, you know the content of the this particular podcast isn't going to change it's still mike and i talking about islander stuff and it's gonna be fun uh a couple of things that did change though um are again sort of under the hood i've moved the hosting of this podcast to a different site uh, i started a new podcast over the summer called golden girls sports if you haven't listened to it i would appreciate it if you did it's uh TV trivia, sports trivia in a little bit different different way uh, through the the lens of the Golden Girls and all the sports jokes <laughs> they make on there. I, I absolutely I agree. I, 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 I promise fully endorse you. it. I fully, it's it's hysterical, <laughs> and I always I, I listen to it on the train, and I just think to myself, I I can't believe that these people are probably looking at me thinking like, oh, I wonder what music he's listening to, and instead I'm I'm listening to the Golden Girls talk about a boxer from Cuba. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's great. Thank, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, it's definitely it's 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 a very strange thing, but trust me, it works. Um, so again, I'm going to be mo- we used to be hosted at SoundCloud. We're going to be moving to uh, a different. So we're already on there now. This is going to be the first episode that's hosted on that new site. If you're a subscriber and you've been subscribing through iTunes or your own podcast app, there shouldn't be any changes. I've moved the you know the feed over to this this new hosting site. They've assured me that there aren't going to be any problems. Hopefully, that is the case. If you've been listening via SoundCloud, and I don't know how many of them, how many of there of you that do this there are, but um, I'm probably gonna uh, go to a free account there. There's no reason for us to host the site, the podcast at two different sites. So uh, I'll probably keep it there just to have, kind of have a presence on SoundCloud, and you can still go there if you're subscribed. We have a bunch of subscribers. I don't want them to lose the podcast, so you can kind of get updates and stuff there. Uh, but I'm just gonna post the newest. Uh, episode there and you can just listen if you do there. As far as the blog goes, I'm still going to be posting the articles. Uh, the embedded player is going to look a little bit different, but uh, you should be able, you know, again, you'll be able to listen there. And the little embedded player on the bottom of the uh, the post will also be changed. I'm just going to have to update them manually every time we post one. It's just going to have to be the way it is. Uh, again, if you're already subscribing via iTunes and stuff, there should be absolutely no change. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to get a new feed or information or anything. It's all right there. Uh, if there are problems, we'll hash them out. We'll figure it out. Uh, but you can always listen through the site as well. Uh, so that's it. Um, Mike, nobody's, this, things haven't changed. Tell everybody your Twitter handle again, please. Yeah, uh, the Big Lebowski with two E's. Still the Big Lebowski with two E's. How is, um, how is Everton doing this year? Yeah, very, very much. What's they it? <laughs> the other the other day they they drew with mm. uh, the eighth place team in the Europa League. So oh. yeah, and yeah, they 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 spent uh, a record amount of money. They spent like 170 million dollars on transfers this summer. Uh, the team hasn't together because basically everybody they bought is the same exact type of player <laughs> so it's been very bad yeah so with that with them and the giants uh it's been, <sighs> it's, been it's been really funny uh yeah. i was so gonna say I- i'm so excited for the islanders
<laughs> I haven't watched a minute of Jets football this year, and I came down upstairs this afternoon to find out that they're two and two. What the hell happened? <laughs> and, then the, and then I finished eating dinner, and the Giants are zero four. And I'm like, what? What world? Did I just slip through a dimensional, a crack in the dimensional portal or something? Like, I don't understand how. What, what's going on right now? But anyway, uh, maybe I should just continue to not watch the Jets, and uh, maybe they'll make the playoffs. Uh, well, I'm sorry, Everton season is, uh, but the season just kind of started, right? It's not like over yeah, they're seven in. They're 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 at the yeah. point now where it's you know it's not a slow start. It's, it's, mm. they're, they're, they're turning the corner from it just being, you know, slow started to being like, all right, like this is shit, a bad season. <laughs> yeah. Shit's wrong. Oh, God. Uh, and and I, re- I really like their manager, Ronald Koeman from, he's a, mm. you know, played for Barcelona. I mean, he was like a, a kind of like a God in Holland when he's playing mm. during his playing days. Uh, and I'd hope they don't fire him, but with the, <laughs> the coaching carousel in the English yeah. Premier League, is like, like nothing else. So, yeah, uh, I was going to say they seem to have some pretty quick trigger fingers over there on the coaches. Oh, yeah. You know. So, yeah, I'm a little worried. <laughs> ah, that sucks. Well, hey, Islanders Islanders hockey starts in just a few days, so there you go. You have at least a few a few day a few week grace period before the Islanders take that turn also into oh my god, shit's wrong. So, <laughs> well, <this laughs> so, and I heard they're 6 and 2 in the preseason, so Yeah. <laughs> super super duper important. And hey, we just talked for an hour and we didn't mention Belmont Park once. So, I'm going to stop right there. You can yeah, follow me on <laughs> what's that? Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, think, and, and we only we only talked about Brian Strait once, <laughs> but it was okay because yeah. he got burned. And yeah. if he's if he plays for the Devils, I'm sure we'll talk about him okay. a little bit more. <laughs> uh, so you can follow me on Culture of Losing. Thank you so much for listening. We're happy to be back. It's good, and uh, we will talk again uh, when the Islanders come back from their California trip. All right, thanks a lot. Talk to you later. Bye bye.